As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Is This Good? The show where we boldly conclusively and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin and with me as always is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi JD, thanks for coming and man I am excited. Today's guest is a goddamn Canadian broadcasting legend. Over 20 years on the mic he's covered every major sporting event from the Kentucky Derby to the Masters to the NHL Finals, but most importantly to me, he's been responsible for many hours of laughs between me and the No Dunks crew. Please welcome the man they call Red Heat, Cam Stewart. Cam, welcome to Is This Good? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, they call me a lot of things, guys, the bear, also grande, you know, uh, Red Heat, uh, the raging redhead, whatever, but you're right. Uh, I almost wish, you know, when we were doing that stuff with the basketball Jones a long time ago, I want to do that, remember, score Olympics? I want to oh, do yeah. it again because I've lost 60 pounds, so I think I could do a hell of a lot better than I did before. <laughs> That'll happen when you get diabetes. You uh, tend to lose weight. Wow. Yeah, of course, that, that was a, a feature that ran on the score, the television yes. network in Canada where we used to work, where you used to work. And uh, it was, I believe, Skeets and Tass against yes. you and Renee Paquette. Is that doing yeah. sort of various Olympic-style events? Renee Young, Renee Paquette, yeah. And uh, she was actually the better side of my team. I, I was absolutely brutal. I never realized how good those guys were as athletes, though. Like, I knew Skeets, like, he's, he's long and lean. Like, you could tell he could be, like, a long-distance runner. But Taz kind of surprised me. Like, he was in better shape than I thought. I thought he was just a guy kind of like me that sat around and drank beers and partied <laughs> and whatever. But he's a better athlete than people give him credit for. I'll give him that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that's right. Well, okay, well, I'll tell them that now that you've lost 60 pounds, you want a rematch. We'll see how yeah, it goes. I do. <laughs> That'd be uh, great. So, of course, uh, as we've already alluded to, we met when we worked at The Score. I think we got there in 2010. We were upstairs with the uh, old, boring executives. You were downstairs mm-hmm. with the cool guys. Yeah. How did you get into sports media in general? Because I read your Wikipedia. Wow. It's, it's a succinct thing, and it said... Cam spent time in Yellowknife, Northwest Territories, where he was first introduced into the sports media industry. And if you're an American or worldwide listener, the Northwest Territories, that's like about as far north as you can go into Canada. Almost no one lives there. So how, how did you end up there? That was pretty crazy. So I went to Fanshawe College in London, Ontario, and... Back in the day, you know, we were doing our stuff on reel-to-reels. Like, I don't know you guys talk about, like, you see, like, a razor blade. What the the hell is this old guy talking about? We used to have to cut (laughs) stuff, rewind it, and then do that, like, before computer editing. And we literally made cassettes. And when you finished the program, I fired out, like, 40 cassettes. And I got a couple calls back, one in Manitoba and one in Yellowknife Northwest Territories. And I was talking to my mom. She goes, if you're going to do something stupid, do it real stupid. She goes, go to the farthest place. Like, go far. I go, you know what? I agree with this. So I'm going to go to Yellowknife. My buddy took the job in Manitoba. He left in a couple months. And I ended up staying almost five years, guys. It was great. I started off in the radio. And then one day, I'm, like, covering sports. And a guy's like, do you know how to write? I go, no. I'm not a great writer. He goes, who cares? He goes, here's your Pentex camera. Do you know how to run it? I go, you can teach me. He goes, just all you got to do is, because you know the sports, will help you. So basically I wrote and they helped me with the periods, the the punctuation to make it perfect. And I started working at a newspaper being the sports editor there. 
after uh, doing the radio. So it was, it was quite a quite a trip up there, man. I got to tell you, I really miss it. Like, I know people think, like, I'm back in Toronto now. I, like, went fishing, and I was way... I did, like, a lot more cooler stuff. Like, it, it was a calmer way of life. Like, now I get stressed out about traffic and whatever. Back then, it's like, screw it, man. Let's, you know, leave work early, have a couple drinks, and go fishing. Like, I kind of... It's, like, it's kind of like being retired, but you're still working. And uh, <laughs> even though I didn't make any money, guys, it was awesome. And I played rec hockey... And all these guys I work with were miners. So these guys are loaded. They worked in the diamond mines, and they had, like, big souped-up trucks, and I had no car, not nothing, right? So I come in to play hockey one day, and there's, like, these hockey bags. And I open it up. There's fish. There's caribou. Like, they basically <laughs> saved me, like, $2,000 in grocery and, like, got a freezer, and that's how I survived up there. It's very expensive. Have you guys seen, like, a thing, like a container of Sunny D's, like, 40 bucks? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what a pack of smokes and beer is up in Yellowknife <laughs> now, but it's expensive as hell, man. I'll tell you that. Yeah, all those those importation fees. Uh, yes. I like that I like that that motto. What was it if you're going to do something stupid, you're do, do something it real stupid? stupid? Do it real stupid. That my mom actually that was great advice because <laughs> like if you're going to go to two remote places, wouldn't you just rather go to the one that's even like closer to the North Pole? Yeah. That's the way I looked at it and <laughs> I ended up staying there a long time and I still have a couple friends. Uh, my buddy, uh, we're going to meet in Montreal, and, uh, like, I still have friends from Yellowknife that live in, like, you know, Nova Scotia, all over Canada, a couple in the United States now, and uh, it's great, because once you live in a place like that, you're not just friends, you've been through a lot. It's almost like a family situation. Like, mm-hmm. we see each other, and it's like, uh, you know, a brother and stuff like that, because you go through a lot of stuff when you live in a small community. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, you know, when I have a guest on, I always hop over to their Twitter feed just to see, like, what's this person been thinking about, there. tweeting about lately? <laughs> and I have to I say, <laughs> I saw a lot of tweets about this topic, but I still can't figure out what the hell was going on. Were you getting into, like, a long tweet argument with someone about what the worst soup of all time was? Yes, yes, that's one of our listeners. This guy's insane. Pete. And he's talking about lentil soup. I go, Pete, you're an idiot. Like, honest to God, like, he's like, oh, no, give it a chance. I'm like, I've given lentil soup a chance. I've been broke, and it sucks. <laughs> like, you're telling me it's better than chicken noodle or Italian wedding. And anyway, Pete's a great guy. He's one of our listeners, but he's a little bit different. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm actually supposed to meet him in a couple of weeks. We're supposed to go to a casino together as long as he doesn't give me lentil soup. <laughs> so, Cam, of course our Canadian listeners know who you are, but our American and worldwide listeners they may know you through audio drops that we used to play on our show. So here's what I mean. When I produced the Basketball Jones yep. and then the Starters, uh, I would cut out little bits of audio that I would play, you know, completely out of context on the show, you know, like old school radio mm-hmm. style. I like that. And I have gathered some drops of you talking on. And at this point, I don't know what year they're from. I don't know <laughs> what network they were on. I don't know what show you were on. I've, and I have no idea what they refer to at this point. So can you send I'd me like some to... for my demo reel? Like, I don't even know what I like edit my stuff anymore. Honestly, can you send me a file? That'd be a Well, I'm going to play you three of them now. Okay. Okay. Again, these are out of context. I don't know where they came from. So I'll play them for you. And then you just tell me like anything they inspire in your mind, whether you knew what you were talking about, why you were talking about it, or just any thoughts about the clip itself. Like this is my prison meal. Like, I don't even know what the hell. When you guys called me, I didn't know, even know what the hell we were doing. Like, I, I literally, I didn't know if we were going to, like, go gambling or, like, whatever. Like, I had no idea. Like, I thought you well, were going to ask for, like, a pick. Who do you like in the six at Saratoga? Like, I have no idea what we're doing right now. Like, none. No clue. But, but, I, but it's all right. Well, the, <laughs> truth, the truth is, Cam, that after listening to you in my ears for so long. I've always been like, this guy's so funny. I have to speak to him at some point, have to get him on a show, but it's just never come up. There's never been a good opportunity. And this show is about a year old and it came to me. I was like, oh my God, this is the perfect venue for Cam. This is what I've been waiting for. So that's why I reached out. Uh, so JD, can you play the first audio drop, please? Queen Under Pressure Journey, Separate Ways, the Jimi Hendrix Experience, All Along the Watchtower, The Offspring, The Kid's Aren't all right. Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper. Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Fight for All Eternity. CCR, Fortunate Son, love that song. Van Halen, Pound Cake. Everyone loves some pound cake. 
All right, so was that what like one of those things on WKRP in Cincinnati where they blend all the songs together and go Iron Butterfly and Agata Vita and, and they remember they won the prize and some like turkey actually got it and Johnny Fever and Venus Flytrap like oh god we're in major like uh, can I swear on the show or of course they, or, yeah go oh ahead. yeah it's like I was just saying like they were in shit because they actually had to pay the mon- money to. Uh, the guy who won, like he's like, they cut it together, they edit it, it's like nobody's ever gonna get this. The guy's like, like Led Zeppelin, da, 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 and they went through the, the classic show. For all you younger people out there, like give WKRP in Cincinnati a shot, and Barney Miller, like a yes. show that I've actually I'm getting Preach. older now. I love like we were talking, me and Marenzi were talking about it yesterday, like the gambling references, the jokes, like that show's really underrated. Like I, I as when you when I was younger, I don't think I appreciated as much as I do now. Very good. Uh, old school television that's great uh so are you a big classic rock guy is that could have been why you were just going through a list of yeah i i have no idea like yeah i do love classic rock but you guys would be surprised actually i look like kind of like just a regular guy i'm really into indie rock and people look at me and go you don't really look like like you guys look more like dinosaur junior fans than me but i would say that's <laughs> probably like my favorite band um like pavement guided by voices skate oh, rock sick. I bet i'm into like a lot of that stuff i i had a roommate up in Yellowknife who is now, I think, a DJ in Ireland. So he got me into, like, a lot of interesting music. And we went to some, like, concerts when, like, bands were playing. We'd fly, go down from Yellowknife to Edmonton because that was the closest major city. So I love going to concerts. So, yeah, I'm kind of stuck in the 90s, guys. Like, I, those are the bands that I listen to. Like, I, I don't even know what the hell is going on now, but I well, like yeah, it. Well, don't, yeah, don't worry, Kim. We're probably stuck in the 90s, too. Uh, <laughs> all right, J.D., can you please play the next clip? Can I tell you something about these wizards and warlocks? Don't let them fool you. They're not cheap. Okay, so I would play that a lot if we were talking about the Washington Wizards or something, because, yes. you know, it's an NBA show. I have, what are wizards and warlocks? What, what was going on there? I think we were having a fight with uh, one of the guys that, in our show, and he was all into, like, you know, like Harry Potter and wizards uh, and whatever, yeah, yeah. and I was kind that's of basically exactly telling him to fuck off. Like, <laughs> like I, you know, gave him a throw. I, I, I think that's where we were going with that, but... I find it funny. Like, don't you guys, and we cover basketball and stuff, like, Wizards could be, like, a pretty offensive name compared to, like, even Washington Bullets, like, Bullets, Wizards. Like, Wizards are kind of, like, they're not all friendly. You're right. Don't you well, think? I wouldn't like, say a it's lot offensive, of, Like, no, though. it's sorcery, though. I'm saying, like, it's, like, kind of, like, what is Washington Wizards? Like, what the hell? Like, I, I, I kind of looked at the name and went, really? That's what you're changing from Bullets to Wizards? It's not like you did anything better. It's basically the same. Don't you think? Uh, yeah, I mean... I, I wouldn't say Wizards offensive. Uh, the, I, I, I tell you, if you're a Christian or whatever, you could look at Washington Wizards and get pretty fired up. <laughs> I, really don't, I, I don't give a rat's ass, but I'm just saying, though, like, Wizards is a real satanic kind of panic. Name. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so this next one is, I, I would say, the most classic, one of the most requested drops we had on our show. I'd play it, like, anytime someone was talking about going on vacation or drinking. It's very short. Uh, JD, okay. please play it. Swim up bar, looking good. Okay, I have said said swim up bar, looking good so many times. What what was going on there? Oh, I took uh, my friend Johnny. He worked at Sportsnet, and he's a great guy. He's actually, guys, he's one of the most talented guys I know. He's in a wheelchair, but, like, and he can type, like, with pencils and stuff. So we used to edit sports clips together. So I got to meet a lot of those guys, and I'm like, Johnny, like, you don't really go anywhere. I go, how about me and my buddy Joe take you to Mexico? And we went to, like, you know, and a bunch of... You know, kids from Penn State were there, and that's one thing. They didn't really understand the way the swim-up bar works. It doesn't matter. Like, all you have to do is grease the guy 20 or 50 bucks, and you're set for the rest of the week. Well, all these other idiots at the end of the line are just sitting there going, why aren't we getting drunk? And we're just, like, triple fisting. It's a swim-up bar is great, but I have to believe, guys, uh, there's a lot of urination in the pool. Mm. But I had a great time in Cancun. Hell great yeah. spot. Well, how many, years, how many years back is that trip? About 12. Oh, okay, okay. That was a long so, time ago. It's probably right when you guys started, like when we started like working and stuff like that, right around mm-hmm. that time. I don't oh, really go be. anywhere any you know, I go to Buffalo for my vacations now. I'm a regular <laughs> at the Seneca Niagara Casino. Like, that's <laughs> where I go. Hey, a true, a true VIP. <laughs> yes, uh, my vacation in Buffalo. So you like would you you like the swim bar even though it's probable that you're swimming around in a bunch yes, of Penn State yes. piss. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good call. But you gotta. Basically, swim up bar is good when you're annihilated. Like, 
you don't like to start it sober, and you always want to be the first guys in the pool, like kind of mm. stake out your land, stake your claim, your territory, and then once it gets too crazy, then then it's over. Then we'll find another place to drink. But man, I don't even know where you guys get this stuff. Like I don't know either. I don't even remember this. Like I know I used to do a Rick Jenneret, like hey, Saber score, la 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 la, Fontaine, Merry Christmas, Buffalo, Buffalo six, Nordiques one, like you know stuff like that, but. <laughs> You got to send me these clips because uh, my demo reel, I don't even know what the hell's on. We'll send it, it to you. Uh, what, do you do any other impressions? No, that's okay. it. My girlfriend's actually a wicked impressionist. She can do all accents. She's like the rich little. I, I told her, I go, what are you doing? Like, she's actually, a, she was a writer and uh, a very good one. Not like me. I can't write. But I told you, I go, why didn't you get into impressions? But the only difference is she's really shy. Like, she'll do them for me and a couple other friends, but, like, she's not the type to go on stage and do it. But, man, it's impressive. Like, Caribbean accents, French, Scottish, you name it. Like, guys, girls, anything. Like, it's, it actually is so impressive to me when you can do stuff like that because I can't. I can only do Buffalo Sabres hockey. That's all I got. <laughs> so specific. I love it. Uh, well, at least that works for the industry. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Some quick housekeeping before we get started. I know, Cam, we haven't even got started yet. Uh, <laughs> join the you guys good- me? <laughs> <laughs> We're really pay- use the money. We're paying <laughs> you in audio drops. Life. Yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> join the Is This Good Patreon, patreon.com slash isthisgood. Grab some merch at isthisgoodpod.com. Send topics for a future show to isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. And subscribe on YouTube. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Cam, the premise of the show, it's very simple. I'm going to give you a topic, and all yeah. I need you to do is tell me if you think it's good and why. So here okay. we go. The first topic, Miriam S. I got to tell you, Cam, Miriam S.? That's my mother. My mother sent in a topic, and I thought it was good, so I'm going to ask oh, nice. it right here. I'm asking, who the hell is Miriam Essen? Is it some <laughs> new band that I don't know about because I'm still listening to 90s indie rock? Like, I had no idea. Thank you, Miriam. Uh, all right, Miriam S. asks, having a bucket list, is this good? So we're all familiar with the term kicking the bucket, which means to die. So this is a list of things to do before you die. So therefore, a bucket list. It was immortalized in the 2007 Rob Reiner film starring Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. Uh, but Cam, what do you think? Having a bucket list, is this good? You're, that's a great question by your mom. No, I, I think it's horrible, actually, because my brother told me a long time ago, don't set like goals that are unattainable. Just do little ones and get through the day. So bucket list to me is I actually did it, did it before, and I've done some things I really wanted to do, like go to the Masters and go to a Triple Crown race, and I still have a lot to do. But I found when I looked at my bucket list and I didn't get a lot of it done, it was depressing. So I'm not really down with a bucket list. I'd rather just kind of live your life and hopefully. The only regret like I really have, guys, is I love my job. I just work too many hours. I'd love to be in radio and television, but I'd like it to be like maybe one hour a day instead of like all day because <laughs> I just miss drinking beers with my buddies. I miss hanging out with seniors at the horse book. Like that's what I, my dream, guys, is to retire and literally wake up in the morning, have a Caesar and a beer, talk to my buddy beside me, have some sandwiches and bet on horses all afternoon, go to the early bird special and then bet, bet on stuff at night and maybe like go meet people. Like that's, that's my, I, I'm a pretty simple person. I just like to meet people, have a good time and, and drink. Well, so, so you said you had a bucket list. What were some of the things on it that you think are probably unattainable at this point? Not unattainable. I wanted to go to the uh, open championship, the British open. I wanted to go to Wimbledon. Are these all sports related? Yeah, a lot of them are sports related. Yeah, like uh, most of the bands that I wanted to see, I have found a way to see when I was younger and I had more time. Um, but yeah, all sports related. Like I did go to a Triple Crown race, but uh, NBA, yeah, I haven't been to the NBA finals. I've been to the, a lot of Raptor playoff games, though. Um, just stuff like that. And you guys are right. Like covering the Stanley Cup was awesome. Like being on the ice and, 
you know, when Jonathan Taves was there and he had the cup and I was like kind of around and stuff like, yeah, my bucket list really had to do with sports and bands. Maybe I should put some other things on it, but I never really kind of got around. What about any like travel destinations, non-sports? I traveled when I was younger and I'm going to be honest with you. I hate traveling now. Like, Mm. um, I got a real problem with it. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, I had some panic attacks. I guess it was because I was on a really long flight and like, I don't know what it was. And it was my fault. It was from partying, but I was like breathing all weird. And this guy beside me actually turned out to be a doctor. And he's like, dude, he goes, I feel for you. I go, I'm so sorry. I'm annoying, man. Like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm, I'm flipping out here. He just gave me his Bose headset. So take a deep breath. And it was like, there was no noise in it. I was like, after I got drool running down my face and stuff like that, I still talk to this guy. Like he said, when I, when I have uh, problems or whatever, I give him a call. He gave me his number and he told me like, you know, try to do this stuff without medications and stuff. But I don't know if anybody's ever experienced panic attacks. They're really scary. Yeah, they kind of feel like a heart attack. But um, yeah, and I met a guy in a plane and I still talk to him because he gives me like life advice and breathing exercises and stuff like that. I didn't mean to take this weird turn on the show, but <laughs> no, I can't, I can't where believe you've actually, I mean, isn't that sort of the dream? We think we're going to go on a plane and let's be honest, like you think you're going to be set, seated next to this beautiful woman. You're going to hit it off. No, and thank then, God I wasn't. <laughs> this guy saved my life. And I'll be honest with you, like, I, I, like people go, oh, you want to go to Australia? No, I don't want to be on a plane for two days. Like, for me, guys, I have, like, I have a limit, like, five. Like, my flight to Vegas is, that's about as long as I can go. I've been to London. I did a lot of traveling when I was younger, guys. When Mike Weir won the Masters, I won, like, $14,000. And um, I told my girlfriend, she was always, like, busting my balls, you know, we never do anything. So I go, oh, okay, you're calling my bluff? Well, let's do a 14-day, like, European cruise. So we went to Gibraltar, a monkey pissed on me. We went to Morocco, <laughs> saw some like chickens getting <laughs> carved up. Like, and I got to be honest with you, I had a great time on that trip, but most people do their stuff when they're older. I did it kind of when I was like, after I left Yellowknife, I did all my traveling. And then I go, okay, it's time to work and make money now because uh, money runs out pretty quick. Oh, I got to say I'm jealous because I had a monkey pissing on me on my bucket list. So that's... <laughs> and it's not good luck. Like a seagull shitting on you? No. My, no, I remember. Like the guy's like, these monkeys look friendly, but they're not. Like I was just sitting there and I oh, have a swiping. picture. I have a, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I have a picture of one and I should actually, I should find if I ever talk to you guys. He's like literally giving me the desk there. Like they're eating like rotten apples and like he wanted to piss on me again. Like those monkeys in Gibraltar are mean. <laughs> really mean. Uh... You bring something because you talk about Vegas a few times so far. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to Vegas. Oh, nice! This weekend, and I'm not like a Vegas expert like you. I've been there a bunch of times for work and stuff. But what's sort of a perfect Vegas day to you? I have a very different day than other people, and I hate to say this, and I don't want to rip Vegas. Um, it's really changed. Like I remember when I got laid off from the score, like when you know when Sportsnet and stuff took over. I had like time between jobs. I basically, I lived at a hotel, like this dirt hotel, like it's brutal, called the El Cortez. It's like a hipster hotel now. Me and my girlfriend stayed there for, like it was $18 a night. Like I literally would go gamble on a couple games. I go, honey, we could stay here forever. But the problem (laughs) is when you stay in the same room for a month, they make you change. So I stayed for a month. They're like, because they think like, I don't know if you're up to something illegal or whatever like that. But I'm a very, very simple person. Like I like, in Vegas, I like to wake up. I like to go to the sports book. And I can't play poker because you guys see my face unless I wear a balaclava. Because uh, I remember I used to play poker with my buddies and I can't lie and I'm sweating. They're like, Cam's got something good. I'm like, wow, I just donated thousands. Of I'm never playing this game again. But blackjack is a game that I like because it's totally opposite to my personality. I play, like, you know, my boy Pozzola, like he's a robot. That's sure. the way I play blackjack. Like I have a system. Go and in book. life, I'm all over the place. So it's kind of, it's like the other side of me where I kind of go, okay, I'm going to be methodical. And I just went down to Seneca, Niagara, and I won like 3,000 3, US uh, the last time I went down there. So it was, a, it was, it was a nice trip. What do you, you figure over the course of your life, you're up or down? No, I'm down. Oh, yeah. in, in blackjack or sports gambling? Uh, I mean, in general, if you have a figure. Not, not, oh, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. Sports gambling, when I first started, like people don't know, like we didn't have legalized books back there. I got... I remember walking in, I had a roommate, we won $14,000, he left town, I'm going to visit the bookie, he's got ninja stars instead of cutlery in his drawers, I'm like, I'm dead. He goes, Cam, I really like you, so I'm not going to hurt you, but you're going to have to take 
care of some of these this debt. I'm like, I can't believe this. I just won money and this guy, like, because I, I we used to work at the midnight. She just like left town in the night like a fugitive. And I'm like, hold on, I'm hold dead. on, hold on. Yeah, I used to, well, we used to bet with Johnny Knuckles and bookies and stuff back then. There was no like bet three. You know what I mean? Like we the the sites. Like there's no limit. You go play and. You double up and you get pounced. Like, I've learned a lot now and I still lose, but I do win sometimes. But I hate to say it, these kids will never get a lesson the way we got a lesson. Because when oh, we were there, younger, there, we there got There was a smoked. lot more at stake when you were betting illegally. Totally. Yes. No, the th- I, I actually kind of prefer, I, I know this sounds insane, I prefer it. Because no, no, that back, makes total sense. Because it's, now, like, it's like weed. Weed's legal yes, now, but it's not yes. as fun. Yes. It's a great call. And... I've also been a weed delivery man between jobs too. That was a lot of fun. But uh, I mean, before like it was not, legal or after? Um, both. <laughs> I'm not. I can't lie. <laughs> Why do I tell people this? Like, so, just, so. I'm like, like, you know, knocks on the door. Mr. Stewart, can we can we talk? But yeah, no, it was good. There were some cancer patients and stuff. I actually, one day, I was so desperate for money, I did like a. I dressed up as a piece of hash around Toronto, and you know, did did a lot of different stuff. It was guys like I'll give you th- like 500 bucks to do this and. Marenzi did remember when that one guy who went to jail for the weed stuff he was doing the political stuff and I was doing kind of like the skits and yeah we used to work uh well what do you mean you dressed our, up I, as hash what, what does that well, mean we had a hash costume it kind of more looked like shit but I dressed <laughs> up and I danced around and we did like a ha- hash man infomercial and stuff we owned a horse and I owed a lot of money and um that's some of the things I did to but but what was the for for what purpose like to sell to make hash? money to make no no yeah yes yes like he owned a weed to spread like a weed company hash whatever I was the hash man and said and then handed out like brochures come see this guy he's got like an ounce of you know like uh, you know I don't know what what, what was what was what was green crack or you know one twenty five <laughs> he had great deals actually great deals but his problem was he always wanted to get into the movies and like we did we did a skit with like coffee beans and weed and it was like in an underground parking lot in toronto and it was the best line that gabe ever said to him because we're sitting there he goes hey why don't you do one thing that you do well you sell weed you do it well like stop getting into movies stop getting into infomercials (laughs) stop getting into this new weed band like do what you do sell weed and do it to nice the cancer patients and stuff and get your clientele and make shitloads of money like, why are you trying to get into the movies and pissing it all away? I shouldn't really yell at him because I've owned a horse and pissed away. Me and Gabe owned a horse, and that was a disaster. He won one race. Okay, one we race. Can, we're going to get to your horse in a second, actually. I'm just going to write oh, that down. Oh, you got that on the list, too? That's going to come well, <laughs> like not your It's going to come up later. This, yeah. this is your life, Cam. I do have, sorry, I just have to go back to one thing you <laughs> said in passing. Ninja stars. What do you mean? You walk into the guy's apartment, you're in the bathroom. This is you, not a you, word of a lie. Um... I walked in and I don't know why his drawers were open and like most people have cutlery or, you know, a thing to mash potatoes, you know, ice cream scoop. This guy had weaponry, like nunchucks, stars, all sorts of stuff. Like he was a killer and I owed him a lot of money. And he said, but he liked me for some reason. He didn't. And I told him, I go, listen, I'm starting this job at Sportsnet. Can I just give you a couple hundred bucks like every week till whatever? And he let me on a payment plan, no interest. And that was the lesson. That's what I was telling you about these kids that don't understand. Like, you could only put in money in an account what you have. Back then, they loved giving you credit. Oh, bet as much <laughs> as you'd like. And then you, when you get down a number, you freak out and you double up a bet. Next thing you know, you're in real trouble. So yeah. my lesson to everybody out there is you guys are lo- like, I don't really like the way the legalized gambling is now because I can't bet on my fucking Apple computer during work and I have to do it on my phone in two minute breaks like with this geo blocking and stuff oh, right, but it's right, way right. better for people like these kids aren't going to get in the trouble that me and some of my friends got into when we were younger it's, it was a dangerous place back then like you owed shady people money and it kind of sucked right but now you what do you do you own a company money it's kind of the same thing you're giving money instead of to a guy actually my bookie I've been like a couple of them are really nice guys I went to his wedding and like you know what I mean? one, one of them I'm very good friends with right now still he, he hooked up my Apple uh, my Fire Stick TV great guy Cam you make a friend out of out of everyone you meet you're best friends with the doctor from the plane you're best friends with your bookie the thing is I, I'm not really like, with my old friends though it's weird like I don't see like it's kind of funny all my buddies got married and uh, I never did so it's kind of I'm more like yeah, I have those more those situations more in life. You know, when you're traveling and you meet someone, it's like, hey, I'm going to be here this time. Of, if they're in Toronto, you go meet them or something like that. Hey, you want to go down and to Buffalo and we'll go play some cards and stuff? But, uh, no, I love people. It's just one of those things that, uh, 
Yeah, it's tough. Like when we're getting older, right? Like I that that's that's the one thing that I, I kind of regret. I wish I just had more time to to hang out and party the way I used to. Because remember back in the day, guys. Like I'm gonna be honest. With you, when I worked at the score, I never knew how good I had it. Like what kind mm. of work makes you like allows you to bet on horse racing and stuff at work? Like you know what I mean? Like is we had it good. Like uh, let's just put oh, it that for way. Sure. It was a lot of for fun. Those were those were good times. They were. Uh, you you mentioned marriage. I assume that's not on your bucket list. Uh, I love my girlfriend. We're common law right now. And it's just kind of weird. Like we talk about it and we might eventually get married. I just see a lot of my buddies who are married divorced. Like yeah, I, like no. a lot, a big Hard to get divorced if you're not married. Yeah. And, and it really bothers me because they, they tell me about the situation with the kids and the custody and, and stuff like that. I'm, I can't, I'm not having kids. I, I, that's, I don't have many regrets. I think I would have been a father. And I think after broadcasting's over i thought about becoming like a big brother like helping out kids that go to go to a baseball game or a football game stuff like that like that's something that would interest me but my girlfriend and i we have we were not having kids but that would be in my future if i had the time i'd like to help like a kid that didn't have a father to you know go to a go to a game and do all that stuff because my dad was great to me like i owe my dad everything like when all my you know buddy's dads were banging the secretary he took us all in the safari van to hockey tournaments and all over the place and soccer and all that you know what and you can't put a price on that right like it was and even my friends come up to me today and go your dad was awesome like we got to travel to the states and like you know he'd, he'd pick up the hotel room and like we you know he we party with he party with the other dads but he like took care of a lot, a lot of me and my brothers when we played like traveling hockey and stuff and yeah it was uh those are i, I love the man so much for that that's uh, that's why I kind of look after my parents now. I try to do, do the best I can. Well, that's beautiful, and and yeah, you should do. You'd be a great big brother. Um, we took some gambling. The problem there. is, I teach them gam. I, I I'd be at an event and they go. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'd be with, I, with another father. I go like I can't even like watch. I'd be like, hey, what uh, do you, you think? Know. Should we take this team minus five and a half? <laughs> are you guys betting the basketball tournament? By the way, you guys are you watching it or like not or just NBA? You know that TBT stuff. It's pretty fun. Like, oh, the tournament! It? No, the no, tournament! No, yeah, no. yeah, I got money on like Heartfire. They're playing uh, actually the semifinals. I think are tonight. It's been great, wow. great, great gambling tournament. I don't know why I said you would be a great big brother. I mean, because you have a big heart and you're a great I do, guy. But, but then again, you said twelve things. things in the span of twenty minutes. It's like gambling, cash, weed, ninja star. Uh, but I don't hurt anybody. Yeah. I'm a lot of just, and I never did anything. I, I was. Basically, guys, when you're between jobs or whatever and a guy goes, hey, you want to deliver weed to like cancer patients and not all of them were. Some were just guys who smoked weed. But when you're jammed up and you have a mortgage and stuff like that, you go, "Okay." And when you owe money for a horse that gets hurt, you're like, how do I make money? You work a lot and you try to find ways. And that's what I did. I did stupid infomercials, dressed up as a piece of hash, did all sorts of dumb stuff. But we're here now still alive we are here now uh we take a poll on twitter to see where the people are at and 61 percent of people think having a bucket list is good okay so they're against you on that one cam but i I agree with you it's kind of a dumb thing all right uh when people need help navigating life's biggest decisions they seek our wise counsel and we deliver an airtight verdict cam it's time to settle this so back in march a Chicago man filed a class action lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings to challenge the false and deceptive marketing advertising of their boneless wings. So in the suit, he argues the product's name and description lend the false impression that they are bona fide chicken wings that have simply been deboned and are therefore comprised entirely of chicken meat. However, in actuality, they are not wings at all, but rather slices of chicken breast uh, deep fried like wings. So why are we talking about this now? The restaurant chain asked the U.S. District Court uh, of Northern Illinois to dismiss the case. In May, they posted a response to the concerns about their boneless wings on Instagram saying, quote, we don't give a shit. Okay, that's what what their response was. Uh, But last week, Eamon Halim, that's the guy that filed the suit, he filed a response slamming the company for its mockery of his concerns and claimed the court should punish it by allowing his lawsuit to carry on. So that was just last week. So, Cam... Can you settle this for us? Does this guy have a case? Should Buffalo Wild Wings be allowed to call them boneless wings? He's got no fucking case. And by the way, bud, why don't you dress up as a piece of hash or sell weed or do something else (laughs) instead of having stupid lawsuits? It's very simple. If it says wing, it has a bone in it. If it's not, it's just a chicken piece. And Mm. the restaurant can tell him to fuck off because he's a fool. Like, you know what the craziest thing, though, guys? 
there's so many of these frivolous lawsuits. Like, that's one thing about America. I wish I was there because I'd come up with something. Like, the, <laughs> remember that guy who sued Canada Dry? He won. Didn't he get $75,000? Because he said he, the ginger. Why did he sue Canada no, Dry? he says, there's not real ginger in my ginger ale. And they actually gave him some money. He won. Like, this is not about Kramer, like, dumping coffee on his nuts. They're, like, they actually, they actually settled out of court and gave the guy money. Who the hell okay. knows Canada Dry doesn't real ginger? Like, what? What? <laughs> Great yeah, before, though. before this before this podcast yeah. is over, we have to come up with a lawsuit for you to bring against someone. OK, yeah. let's keep that in the back of our minds. But this guy, uh, Halim, he has this is not the first time he's brought a lawsuit before. Mm. He brought a suit claiming that the natural label on Tom of Maine's wicked fresh mouthwash, that it wasn't really natural. He said high in fiber on kind granola bars were inaccurate because they weren't actually high in fiber. This guy's got a lot of he, issues, a lot of time. He claimed that Hefty misled customers by labeling its bad bags recyclable when they weren't. Mm. So this guy's a real piece of work. Yeah, he is. Tom, I didn't even know what the fuck Tom's of whatever was. Like, I, I was like, eh, It's like I, a natural brand. Yeah, of, like, yeah, I know, no, I've and... been to the store and seen it, but I'm like, it's like, wow, toothpaste for $10 instead of 99 cent Colgate. <laughs> fuck that. I'll get, I'll get the 88 cent Crest, like, or whatever. Aquafresh. There's got to be AIM. That's like a well, really low-grade toothpaste. But, uh, yeah, this guy's a fool. Like, you really think he's going to win that case versus Buffalo Wild Wings? But I am impressed with the guy with the, you guys got to check that out, the ginger ale uh, thing mm. where the guy got money. But, well, okay, you agree he doesn't have a case, but you're also saying that Buffalo Wild Wings is wrong to call them boneless wings because they're yeah. not really wings. Okay, so I, I have a problem with boneless wings with everything. It's just stupid. And I'm not going to say I'm a Mensa member, but they're not boneless <laughs> wings. A wing is a wing. Right. Chicken without a bone is a piece, a tender, a nugget, or a strip. Whatever the hell. You can call it anything but it's not a wing. Like, I don't understand boneless wings. No, wings have bones. They have flatbeds, and they have drums, and they have a bone in them. <laughs> boneless wings. Chicken Are you a- pieces. That's like, so, you know, like, that. it's actually something that really pisses me off. Like, I, I don't understand why the concept's so hard. They're not, they're not, why, who, who said boneless wings? Not okay, well, well, Buffalo Wild Wings also said, because they, they're just taking this guy to the woodshed, right? They're yeah. posting on social media, making fun of him. They had, they had a social, um, an Instagram post that said, Yep, it's true. Our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Our hamburgers contain no ham. And our buffalo wings are 0% buffalo. <laughs> wow. So, That's just... A lot of smartasses at that company. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> a lot of smartasses. Are you, you know when you go to a place that has wings and they'll offer you like for a, a, an upcharge, you can go all drums or all flats? You doing that? You like one more than the other? I think or that you... is the best idea ever. And I don't think a lot of people do it. Here's the thing. I used to be a drums guy, but over the last, I love flatbeds now for some reason. I don't know, maybe because they're easier to do like the old like, like, you know, the cartoon where the, you look at the fish and it's just all bones out and like throw it right out there. I don't know. I like flats. Like if you're in an eating contest, you need flats instead of drums. I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah, yeah but, but I've, I've been in a like... chicken winging contest with a guy and I was winning for like seven minutes and then he took me out. But it's hard to have a chicken winging contest at six o'clock in the morning on a morning show. I actually was oh, up. Oh, okay. Not, like, <laughs> Yeah, so like, it was not a, like a professionally sanctioned event. Yes, it was on like AM six forty. Joe Bowen, the voice of the Leafs, called it. John, like I was there working at that radio station, and we brought in wings at six o'clock in the morning. And I was up against, I, I wouldn't say the Joey Chestnut of chicken wing eating contest back in the time, but he was like a Canadian, like very good eater. I was beating him for a while, and then at the end, <laughs> last three minutes, he crushed me. I just, I just ran out again. You just ran out. How <laughs> many did you get down? How many wings did you uh, throw? Seventy. Not, I covered the spread. Uh, I had 79, and he had 86, and I was oh. like 14 and a half wing underdog. And what are what you kind are 14 of... and a half wing underdog? Well, I'm, I'm a regular person. He's a professional. I yeah, should have been 22 enough. and a half wing. Did you bet underdog. on yourself? Yes, yes, I do bet on myself. <laughs> One bet I win. I don't win. A... <laughs> I don't know. I made some really bad. I, bet on I like, I like that yesterday. Can't... Like I need, I need psychiatric help. In Canada, we don't have professional uh, eaters. We just have very good eaters. Okay? Yes, that's, exactly. That's the best we could do. Yes, exactly. uh, all right. So, yeah. oh, yeah. I was going to ask you, to, to eat the flats, you say you want to go off flats. Don't you have to, like, stick your tongue between the two bones? Yeah, that's, I, I have a technique, but we'll save that for another time and place if we go out for beers and wings. Just, yeah, you go in there. It's like lock and load. You twist it, throw it out. Twist it, tongue. It's like you're yanking it. You just got to get in there, especially if they're really... Like, if they're a little bit thinner, like, it's really easy to do. Like, but the thing is, drums are hard because you got 
you got to work them around and whatever. And it's just too much it's a different scenario. Too, too much cartilage. Too, too much work. Uh, yeah. Now that we're on the topic, do you eat the, the crudite that comes with the wings? What? The, like the, the celery, the celery and, and carrots? The... Yes, I do. I, okay. I sure do. I love carrots. I love celery. Blue, and I'm a blue cheese guy. Like people are like, oh, Same. I like ranch. I'm like, ranch? What the fuck? Like I, like I, because I, my buddy Brian Blessing who passed away, like we used to go for wings all the time. And he was like me, like blue, like blue cheese and wings were made for each other. I understand how people don't like it, the taste, but there's just something about it. If you like it, you love it. And I'm not a, like, I, I'll put ranch on a salad. I just put blue cheese for my wings, please. All same, the time. Cam, same. Uh, you hold, get hold it. That's what they're meant to. That's, that's the original parlay the original like love it's wing and blue cheese like there was no i don't know how ranch came up with it i guess a lot of people hate blue cheese right because yeah i think too stinky too strong a flavor but when it's in the sauce come on it's it's perfectly fine uh you said you you were in an eating competition for wings i wanted to know what food do you think you could be the best in an eating competition at (sighs) breads are i was in a pizza one but it was a trick I was a tight, I, w- I was in Calgary, like before, like the Grey Cup, and my boy Mick Ozzy took me there, and I was a tester. And then they, after I'm testing people's pizza and ranking them, they made me go in an eating contest. If that's not sabotage, oh, I don't know what the hell is. Brutal. Like that, that's not right. I can't be eating, trying pizza, and then they go, "Oh no. yeah, now you're up on the stage." Like nobody told me that. It was a trick, but I had a great time. But one thing I'm really good at eating at, and it surprises me, is craft like. Like white cheddar craft dinner, I can eat boxes of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know why it goes down so easy. It's just one thing that I can like. I can crush it, like just blah, 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 and not even chew it, like just. But things are with bread. I find fire wings. I was I used to be good at, but not anymore. Hot dogs, I'm not really down with. Like I don't understand. Like Joey Chestnut, like fuck, dude. Like I think he's made eight million dollars in his career, but how many years has he taken off his life to like? <laughs> right. It's it's quite it's quite. Oh, it's he's no just joke. A freak. Like, is he, me and Gabe had this argument. I go, he is an athlete because, like, he's going through this stuff, and I guess you have to train for it. They I, absolutely, they train their jaw muscles, yeah, they train well, yeah, their he, stomach. That's the thing. He's got to have, like, some kind of escalator down there, too. Like, there's the way he is born and the way his jaw is and everything else, it has to be different, right? Like, he can't significantly that be that much better than every, everyone, but he is. But he is. Yeah. Uh, all right, Cam, let's Ooh. move on here to the Is This Good segment where, unfortunately, everything's bad. It's time to pick your poison. So here's how it works. I'm going to give you three related options that are all bad, and you have to pick your poison. So whichever you think is the least worst option. Okay. And I'm asking this question because I wanted to get a sense of how you play the ponies, right? I know this, you already said numerous times, is one of your favorite things to do is bet on horses. Uh... So before, actually, before we get to the question, let me ask you this. As a, an amateur horse race watcher, never bet on it before, mm-hmm. when you're in Vegas and you're putting like a, a couple bucks here and there, actually, I have bet on it before. If you're like me and you're stupid, you go based on the horse's name. I think that's actually fine to do that. Hmm. And if, how, anybody how that tells you, how... if anybody tells you it's not, it's not, because I'll tell you, I bet on a horse. My, uh, Mike Safdick, he used to work at Fantasy Sports Network with me. The horse was called Cortez the Killer. It's a Neil Young song. He was like 40 to 1. It was like the, it was the, he blew up the tote board. And I only bet it because of the name of a song. I bet on because a girl's name, mother's name and stuff. I'm telling you, it actually wins more than it isn't. And I've seen guys with the form and they're trying to break it all down. Some guys can do it. Some guys can't. For me, I look at horse racing. I look at the horse. I, I just look at the horse. And if I like his ass or legs or anything like that, I'm <laughs> like, okay, look- I'm in. What it's you, just the way the know? horse is structured, like the way the way he's like bobbing around with the other horse. Like he doesn't want to like have sex with the other horse, but he's got to be kind of frisky. Like I just like it's it's so almost like poetry. So you're on motion. the track and you're scouting. You're you're literally yes. looking yes, at I the am. horses. That, wow. Okay. Oh, I'm looking at the way they're built. I'm, yeah. Also, you have to look at the tote board where where the money's going. Why is this going this way and this way? But mm-hmm. there's a lot of factors. And I will say this. If somebody tells you don't bet on names, don't listen to them. Like, dude, I know a lot of my biggest wins I bet on a name because, and I threw all the logic away, and it works. Sometimes this stuff doesn't make any sense, you know? Okay, well, well, I've got I've got three horse names that I think are bad names, names that I think you would you would want to stay away from, right? So okay. they're all bad, okay? But I want you to pick the least worst. So you're going to have to okay. bet on one of these horses, all right? Yep. Here's their names. Sleep Biscuit. Seattle Stew, 
and Mr. Dead. I'm going to bet on, it's a no-brainer, Seattle, uh, Seattle Stew. I'm Cam Stewart, the Stew. Yeah. Right? Oh, I didn't even And Seattle, I love the Seahawks. As you see, it's my uh, helmet back there. So if there was a horse called Seattle Stew, I'd throw extra money on him. The other two are horrible, <laughs> by the way. And I like stew. Don't you like a good, like, Irish stew? I know, but... Potatoes, uh, carrots, be... like, nice beef chunks in there. It's delicious. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Beef bourguignon uh, any yes. day. But if you're looking at the horses, wouldn't you be concerned that it would be called Seattle stew because it was kind of doughy and ate a lot of... Uh, no. No. He's stew. Gravy? He's like my buddy stew, like disco stew from The yeah. Simpsons. He's just stew. Okay. But I understand <laughs> where you're coming. I, I look at it different. Out of all those names, you got to say that Seattle stew is way better than the other two. Yeah, I, right? I, I think I, I agree. Like having a horse called dead in it, like that's obviously a <laughs> not what you want. Not what you want. Uh, but so then do you know, like you say, you're 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 on the grounds, you're looking at the horses. When you bought your horse, did you know what you were buying? Did you like look at a bunch of horses, like yes. a weird Miss America pageant and pick one? It was actually like Gabe and I, we knew uh, Cody Safdick. His dad is a driver. You know what? For standard breads, they're not called jockeys. They're called drivers. Okay. And he was a driver at like, you know, Mohawk, Woodbine and stuff. And he actually gave us great information. The horse we bought was great. Our horse was called Conflict Diamond. He was a great horse. <laughs> but Diamond. Great name. See, that's a good name. Like, that was a pretty cool name for a horse. He was yeah. Conflict Diamond. And, I don't um, know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like anyway, naming your horse like Genocide or something. I, I, anyway, <laughs> that was the name of our horse. And he was a friend. Okay. Like, he liked it. A friend. Okay. But I've learned something. You can't own one horse. That's the whole problem. Like when he had a hoof problem, we're oh. still, he's eating hay, he's eating carry, he's getting trained. And we're sitting there just like, me and Marenzi are just like 2000. Like we got to pay the trainer. We got to pay the housing. It's like, he's not racing. We can't wait win any money. So I learned very quickly in the horse racing game, you need multiple horses. Yeah. So if one get, gets injured, you could still have another one that makes you money. Basically we went up and said, uh, we're out of this business. It lasted a summer. We had a good time. We got pummeled, lost a lot of money, but he won one race at Georgian Downs by nine lengths. Go check the tape. Conflict Diamond, Georgian Downs, and Conflict Diamond, wire to wire by nine lengths. You should have seen this horse that night. He just, he was a really good horse till he got hurt. Like, so he was good. What do you think sparked him that night of his grand victory? We weren't there. <laughs> Every time we went to watch him, sixth, fourth, whatever. The fact that me and Gabe weren't there. The one night we're not there, and all I wanted was that picture in the winner's circle, and that was the night we didn't go. Ugh. And i that's actually a regret that I have because we were working. We are working oh, at Fantasies. But we watched, it, we watched it live on our radio show. And it was, oh, you must have been going nuts. Uh, you have no idea. That was probably one of the most fun shows I think I, we've ever had because like, we were like, like children. Like, we were so like, we were ecstatic. Like, it was a great night. Uh, awesome. Did you were, did you get attached to the horse? Yes, we did. Like on an emotional level. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you, like when you're horse like you cheer for him. He's like a, your friend. And when he got hurt, I got really pissed off because the only reason he got hurt, one of the other horses had like a equipment problem, but our horse was very temperamental. Like he was very, he was he was moody and emotional, kind of like I guess like me. Like he's a, he's up and down and like you know what I mean. And yeah. I could tell. Like we looked over and go, this is not good because he he likes his routine. And you could tell after that he hurt his hoof because he got all like fired up that he was waiting too long. And that's the end. Once he got hurt, we were done. We had no money to sustain it. And once he got back, we sold him. Uh, I think he, I'm not sure if he's retired, but yeah, the last time Conflict Diamond, he was racing at Buffalo Raceway. It's actually funny. Like he went from the Canadian tracks that we raced him at like Mohawk and Georgian Downs, a couple others, but he went to Buffalo, but I think he's retired now. And hopefully uh, in a petting zoo with children. Mm. That'd be nice. Yeah. He's a good horse. Fingers crossed. Well, knowing knowing your history, Cam, I'm sure you're best friends with it still. Like, I'm sure it's going to invite you to its wedding or something. I actually haven't talked to him in a while. I'm a oh. bad friend. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't called him or visited him or done anything, but he's, he's, he's our friend. Like, I still love him, and we had a great time with him. How do you, like, for someone that doesn't know anything about horses, all I know is, like, horses get spooked often, they say. So, like, they... how, do you, how do you approach a horse properly? Quietly. Okay. Uh, with, with confidence. Uh, don't make any quick movements and just be nice, be gentle with them. But you're right. Horses are very, they, they kind of feel vibes off people too. Like if you're like, like not happy, like they're very smart animals, like very, very bright animals. And our horse was really good. It's just, uh, it, it, it was just, it really pissed. Actually, I'm still mad about it because 
he didn't need to be like injured. It was just really bad luck that night, and he was yeah. really, really good for his age too. He was eight. Like when we bought him, he was eight years old, and he was still like crushing like the ten-year-old horses and stuff. Like he was good. He was a very good horse, but it's a rich man's game, guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm not rich. <laughs> Understood, Cam. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon. Let's say I just snap my fingers. I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air-knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak Polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, we've got some more topics to get to. We'll explore them now in our speed round we call The Chaotic Good. So I'm just going to read you some topics people have sent in. And really just give me your your gut rapid-fire reaction. You tell me if you like them or not. All right? Roombas. I think they suck. Really? You're going to trust that thing to get every crumb off the floor? Get a fucking vacuum, like a regular person. Like, who, who has that shit? Actually, I hate those things. I think they suck. And they'll sneak up on your pets and other things. Like, no, I'm not down with Roombas. Like, what's wrong with a vacuum cleaner? That's what they're like. Dude, dude like, I guess now they've probably perfected it. But do you have a Roomba? Hell I got no. a shitty shop vac, and it's doing fine. It'll, it'll, it'll get the, the nuggets off the floor. Like, everything's fine. Like, I, I know I'm not a fan of Roombas. I think they're stupid. All right, bird watching. You're not going to, okay, I'm going to get, this is, I can't believe you came up with this stuff. I'm actually housing a bird. I've had a nest on my light <laughs> at my home. No, I'm not, there's no, there's no bullshit. Okay. There's two birds, blueberry and buzzberry. Me and my girlfriend named them and they use my porch to fuck. They create families, leave and come back every year. And my buddy Vince goes like, what the hell are you doing? Like, get rid of the nest and they'll shit all over the porch and stuff. I'm like, no. They're my friends, and they, it's really weird. When you walk outside, they stare at you, but they're not afraid of me now. Like, you know what I mean? So they just yeah, stay yeah. on the nest. Like, they're huge, plump, like, morning doves, and they stay on. A nest is on my light, and I have not um, moved it in, like, seven years, and uh, they come back every year. I'm just waiting for them to have more sex. Basically, I'm like a Motel 6, and they're not paying me any rent or whatever, but I can't get rid of them. They're horrible tenants, but I love them. If it's a Motel 6, maybe you could start, install something that vibrates in the light where they're hanging out. We'll you know, keep the light on for you. <laughs> <laughs> right, birds? Yeah, it's in that Motel 6. It's looking. Yeah, anyway, I'm, I can't believe you said bird watching. So I've been told, like, you know, like, get rid of the birds and the nest and whatever because there is some pellets on my 
porch, but no, I can't do it. They're like, I like the birds and I know they make a mess and they have sex for free, but that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> but does that extend to watching other kinds of birds? Like no, you said, birds. birds. Yeah, no, I love, oh. I go, when I go for my walk, that's kind of, I don't really, I just got my hernia out. So the, no heavy lifting now, but I just went to the park today and yeah, there's birds in the trees and stuff. I like birds. I just don't, in the morning, they kind of piss me off though. Cause the ones around me are really, really loud. So mm. it's hard to get a good night's sleep, but I really, I like bird watching. Yeah. I think that's, okay. I tell you a hundred times better than a fucking Roomba. <laughs> okay. Uh cottage cheese. Tough question. I don't I don't hate it. I don't buy it. I'll okay. eat it. And okay. it's good on you know what it's good on? Cantaloupe or, or uh melons. Yeah. Cottage cheese and melon go pretty good together. Yeah. But it's a, like when I go to the store, I don't go like I'm not looking out for cottage cheese. But I'll eat it. I'll eat okay. anything though, guys. You guys have seen me. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll eat shit if it tasted good, but I'm not I don't really buy cottage cheese. Uh, all right, chatting with the guy next to you at a urinal. Depends. For winning the game and the bets, I usually chat. When I'm not doing well, I kind of just keep it to myself and walk out angrily. But yeah, like when I go to a Raptors game or something, yeah, if we're like winning and having a good game, oh, hey, how you doing? Like, yeah, you're right, though. It's like it, it, it's, it's time and place. Like I've chatted with people at the urinal and I've also just gone about my business and left. It depends. Okay. Okay. It's on me, like if I'm in a good mood that day or, or not, you know? Okay. A uh, couple, couple more here for you. Working from home. Pros and cons. Working from home is great because you can do it in your underwear. You can do it naked. You just got to put are, a shirt on. Are you wearing on. pants right now, Cam? Uh, I'm wearing underwear. Just underwear? Yeah, I'm not wearing pants, no. <laughs> Briefs? I'm, just or wear, I'm wearing we... New Balance. No, I just, like, I'm just, like, I got underwear on. But I'm not going <laughs> like, to show you or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I don't wear pants. That's a Where's reason pants? to watch on YouTube. Anyway, no, I was going to show you. I, I just had hernia surgery, so it's yeah, I got oh. a huge scar right there. Yeah, oh, geez, crazy. how you feeling? Um, better than I thought. I was really worried that they didn't get all out because it was the size of like a clementine. Oh, and Jesus. my doctor, listen, to my doctor's name, Lancelot Tin. Is that not the best? <laughs> guy's name is Lancelot. I'm like, what? He's a Chinese guy. And you know what? I love him. Best doctor I ever had. I go to my other doctor, like my family doctor. I'm waiting for two hours for him to tell me nothing. This guy gets people in and out, and he did a great job on the surgery, too. Just enough anesthesia to knock me out. He told me, you're doing well, Cameron. He goes, the scar will probably go away in about six to nine months. But I was really scared after I got it done because it still feels like there's marbles in there. But it's just skin. Be careful. You guys guys haven't had hernia surgery, have you? Uh, No, luckily, no. I don't know. I guess my mom told me a colonoscopy is next. That's coming up pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, finger, fingers turn cross. 50. Yeah, it sounds like fun. <laughs> uh, Lancelot Tim, good name for a horse? Yes. Lancelot? Yes, yes. Medieval times? Yeah, very much so. Great doctor, great surgeon, great horse. <laughs> have you ever been to the medieval times in Toronto? Yes, I have. Twice. What do you think? Is that good? Not really. Okay. I, I enjoy eating food without cutlery, yeah. but I think the tournament kind of sucks. Like, I... I <laughs> Like, it's not very entertaining. Ooh, my green knife versus my... Like, I, I think you can get more for the money that you pay. The meals, okay. the food's all right, but really, can't you come up with some... Like, if I owned a place, guys, and we owned a company, wouldn't you come up with new games, new stuff? Like, it's the same shit every time. Like, mm-hmm. get better. Like, why are we watching the same thing? Like, can't you evolve? Yeah. Would you prefer it if it was more real and you could bet on it? Yes. Yeah, that'd be a good question, right? I don't want people to die in there, but, you know, give them some proper chain mail and let's, yeah, put a number up. (laughs) Okay. Here's a way we could update it, Cam. Instead of of lances, Mm -hmm. throwing stars. Yeah, throwing stars. I wonder, I wonder if he still lives in Scarborough. I think. Man, he was actually a really nice guy for a killer, too. Like, he, he could have been a lot worse to me. Like, man, that guy had a lot of weaponry in his, in his home. It was wow. pretty scary. All right. Uh, let's, let's do, let's end on this one. Oysters. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love oysters. They're like one of my favorite things in the world. I'm actually going to go down to Metro and buy a, I, I shuck them myself. Mm. I went on Amazon and I got the special oyster knife and me and my girlfriend, that's the treat. Like when I finish shows and I have time, I actually buy a case of oysters. I shuck them. You could put a drizzle, a little bit of vodka and hot sauce on them. I love oysters. Like love, love, love. I'm a, I'm a seafood man. Like I love mussels, oysters. I love all that stuff. Wow, I can't believe you came up with oysters. That's uh, okay. Well, maybe I maybe it. oysters is the food eating competition you should go into. Oh, yeah. oh I I could cry. I I do very well in oyster eating competition because a lot of people, I guess it grosses them out with the texture, but they yeah. don't bother me at all. I love them. Like I'll eat a case. I wish I had some now. <laughs> Aren't they delicious? 
Do you guys uh, like oysters? And it's good for other oh, things, love too. Them. Love it puts them. a little pep in your step. Well, they say powdered milk and oysters. I, I don't know. I don't drink powdered milk, but oysters are good. I think it gets oh, you think blood flowing. In your experience, oysters actually have been an aphrodisiac? Yes. Really? I think you can go longer in sex when you eat oysters. Wow. Inter- well, that's, a, okay. that's, my, that's my opinion. I'm okay. not Dr. Lancelot Tin. I can't put it on, like, say this is a proven fact, but I think a lot of seafood is really good for your sex drive. Mussels, I think, are might be too, but oysters are very good. Very good. All right, Cam, there's only one thing left to do. It's mm-hmm. very quick. It's time for subjective trivia. So subjective trivia is just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. Now, okay. earlier, we talked about The Bucket List, directed by Rob Reiner. Mm-hmm. Did you see that movie, by the way, Cam? I've seen it a long time. I'm, I, I gotta be honest with you. I don't watch a lot of movies. Uh, the last movie I went to the theater with was that movie with uh, Tanya Harding with, where she gets, I, Tanya. I was sure. 12 yeah. years ago. But I watched, this week I watched uh, with my girlfriend because my sports were going really bad. I go, you know what? Let's just watch the movies. That Queen movie was amazing. Bohemian Rhapsody, that guy should have mm-hmm. won an award for that. That was a brilliant I think he did win. The, he won the did Oscar, he win an award he? for yeah, Freddie Mercury? So, well, yeah. he should have. And I watched the Banshees of Emory. Have you seen In that Sharon? movie, too, yeah. where the guy cuts off his fingers? Yeah. That movie's a lot deeper than people think. Like, he was a simpleton. Like, I, I watched that movie. It was kind of weird. I sh- probably shouldn't have drank that much. Or sm- I'm like, whoa, this movie's getting very real, very <laughs> yeah, fast. It's, uh, but a good, it's but a great, one. but brilliant film, in my uh, Okay, so this question is about... Rob Reiner, and it's the question is, what is the best movie directed by Rob Reiner? I have five options for you. Okay. You say you don't watch a lot of movies, but I'm I'm almost positive you've seen all these movies. This is Spinal Tap, Stand by Me, Misery, When Harry Met Sally, and A Few Good Men. I guess to start, have you seen all these movies? I have seen one, two, three, four. Yes, I have seen all those movies. Okay, perfect. Don't remember like like the whole yeah, but I, I yeah, just, no, I don't need you. I just Spinal Tap would be number one for me. No, what Stand By Me was a great movie though. Like as a child, that movie yeah. really like hit me. It was a good, great story. I'd go with Misery third because Kathy Bates is a fucking psychopath. That movie was insane. <laughs> a few good men, and then when Harry met Sally is not really my bag, but I put that in the five hole. Okay, okay. So our goal is here is to. I have my answer written on this piece of paper here. Our goal is to get our answers to match. Okay. Um, JD, what do you think my answer is? Camp's thinking. Spinal what, tap. what did you end up picking? Cam? This is Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Okay, JD. I think uh, I agree with Cam. I think this is Spinal Tap is the best one that he directed. Uh, when Harry Met Sally, though, might be more of your vibe. Very dialogue driven. Billy Crystal, hilarious in that movie. Just too you, much. It's yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like, I gotta know, be honest with you, like, I, I like Billy Crystal. It's like, sometimes it's just like, I get it. Like, you have to be in a certain mood for that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? It's totally. just like, okay, yeah, I get, I get it. I get Absolutely. It. Okay, well, Stand and, By Me was a classic. And I saw that movie, like, younger. Like, that's a movie I can actually remember in time, like, seeing it with your friends when you're a little kid and stuff like that. And this is Spinal Tap, it's just legendary. Yeah. Oh, and, and Stand By Me's got a great uh, competitive food eating scene, Cam. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Lard ass. Lard ass. Yeah. No, no, I've never been in a pie eating. That's something I don't want to touch. That's just disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I I had a really hard time answering this because these are all great movies, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think This is Spinal Tap is... It's right up there with the one I chose. I didn't choose that one. I wanted to choose This is Spinal Tap, or the reasons I might is it's incredibly influential, like all the Christopher Guest... Uh, movies that came after it, the mockumentary style. Mm-hmm. The music is amazing. It's so funny. But in the end, I had to go with When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. And I'll, t- I'll tell you the reason. I'll tell you the reason why. So we're opposites. That's my number five, and that's your yeah, number that's one. Fine, and that's fine. But, he- yeah, but okay. here's ultimately why I went with it. When you make a movie that basically uh, coins or becomes a shorthand for a human relationship, like mm-hmm. in, in other words, a man and women be trying to be platonic friends. It can, if you have a woman that's a platonic friend and someone's like, Oh yeah, you nah, but you really like her. I right? have. Yeah, I know. I, I know. But you, but some, you might say, no, 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 it's a real, you know, it's a Harry met Sally. We are really friends. Although in yes. the end of Harry met Sally, they do get together. So it's not the best mm-hmm. example, but <laughs> people do say that as a way to describe that relationship. And I think when you, when you become like, the, if anyone asks you, can men and women just be friends? The okay. first thing people will bring up is when Harry met Sally. You got the all have what she's having. 
uh, just a classic rom-com, one of the best. So that's what I went with. But are you these saying are all like the similar to Kleenex and tissue? People just call it Kleenex, and using yeah, exactly. that, using yeah. that term, they okay, don't call it enough. photocopying; they call yeah. it xeroxing. Correct. They don't call it inline exactly. skating; they call it rollerblading. I met my girlfriend at an, at an OTB, so we're a little bit different than most people. <laughs> I met her at a bar slash OTB. I was working there. Yeah, Chulis Joe's on King Street. Oh, okay. Shoeless Joe's on King Street. Yeah, oh, it's man. closed now. What COVID ruined that street, by the way. Like all those good restaurants and mm. fun places are gone. They got like, it's a ghost town there now. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, right by the old office, huh? Yep. Yeah, I went out for drinks one night. It was actually kind of crazy. Me and Jackie Redman and whatever we were finishing our show. We went out for a couple of drinks with Nadine, who works makeup. This girl's there. She stole my chicken wing, I, like right off my plate. I go, what the? F-? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> And then, and then Nacho, she's like going right in the middle. And I go, I go up to the guy who owns the place. I go, who is this chick? Like, what? She's like, like touched, like right into my food. She goes, ah, that's just Lisa being Lisa. <laughs> and we're still together. It's been long. It's like almost 10 years. Wow, what a meat oh, that's yeah, a So anybody you... else who touches my food, it's not going to end well, but it did that. Oh much. my God. I, I literally, cause you just mentioned COVID. I thought that was the story of how you got COVID. Like someone was still, <laughs> no, I got feet. COVID on the blackjack table in Vegas. <laughs> the way it's meant to be gotten. Yes, God yes, damn it. Yes. Uh, all right, Cam, you've been so generous with your time. Thanks so much for coming. Where can people find you? Is there anything you want to promote? Huh, great question. Uh, I'm on Sports Grid. Guys, check it out. There's a new app. Um, if you like fantasy sports, gambling, all sports, great people there. Lots of fun. Like, we break it down, but we also have a good time doing it. Try to be a little bit different than, like, it's not like, hello, everybody. Welcome to the sports show. Like, we try to have a good time, and it's great. Yeah, we got basketball guys, football guys. Football's coming around the corner. Uh, also, I do the Drew and Stu podcast. You can check that out with uh, Camera 2 Drew. I used to work with him at um, Fantasy Sports Network. Sometimes on Pat Mayo, you guys know Pat. Do you guys know Pat Mayo? I'm, I'm well, on. Well, I know it through you being on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on like his show doing golf and football during the year and stuff. But yeah, Sports Grid is like my main gig where you can uh, check us out. And yeah, it's me and Marenzi, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern to 9 every night. Fun gambling talk and yeah. Hopefully, I don't lose you too much money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cam. Perfect. Uh, if you have topics, email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on YouTube. You can check us out at Patreon, patreon.com slash isthisgood. Thanks for listening. Thanks to JD. Thanks so much to Cam for coming on. It was a, a true honor and a pleasure. Thanks in advance for leaving a five-star review for everyone. I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.